Hello and welcome back to Give Me a Break podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Beckman. And you guys, I have a very, very, very special guest with me here today, Miss Kelly Rawson. Hello, everybody. Ah! So great to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. Me too. This is, you're literally my, you're literally my first guest I've ever had on this podcast and I'm just so, I'm so excited. Um, so before we like dive in or anything, I want you to tell everyone like a little bit about yourself, like how we know each other, all the stuff. And we'll go from there. Okay. So, um, well, like Morgan said, I'm Kelly. If you don't know who I am, um, well, I'm Kelly. And <laughs> and I'm one of Morgan's good friends. We've been friends for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And um, so we go to church together. Well, we go to different campuses, but we go to the same church. Um, our husbands are both the youth directors at our churches at their different campuses. And, uh, well, Morgan has a musical ability. I just have the ability to accompany my husband as far as ministry goes. <laughs> I have some Stop other skills, it. I that promise. Um, anyways, uh, when I'm not, um, doing ministry or church stuff, I, uh, am a meteorologist. I work at Tennessee Valley Weather in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, and it is a lot of fun to predict the weather and to try to figure out what is going on because <laughs> Tennessee weather and Alabama weather is literally insane. Yes. Um, yes. And it's very hard, but it keeps me on my toes. Um, and just a little bit more about me. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, but of course now I live here in southern middle Tennessee, just about an hour away from Morgan. So we live pretty close, relatively. Yeah, but, not um, close enough. Not but close it's fine. enough. And um, yeah, I'm just really happy and excited to be here. I'm excited to share my thoughts on some things and some questions that I don't know what they are <laughs> yes. yet. And I was telling Kelly, I was like, "Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I don't know what the questions are." <laughs> She's like, "Awesome! It's, it's good. It's great. Can't wait." No, it's so cool. Um, Ty and I got to go to Chicago with Matt and Kelly. Uh, over a year ago, which is so crazy, it does not feel like it's been over a year since we've been. It was me and Ty, my whatever, me and Ty, time me, whatever. I don't know the right grammar. <laughs> it was our first time going, and it was so fun. Like I just, I loved that trip. It was that popcorn, Garrett's <laughs> like, popcorn. Like, it was so funny because Kelly's mom, who is just one of the craziest we call her wacky jackie she is just Love you, so like she's just the best like she was saying <laughs> this is so dumb but she was like you have to try this popcorn and kelly was like it's not that big of a deal like it's not like gonna change your life <laughs> and this popcorn changed my life kelly i'm sorry i let you astray it's okay it, jackie came in the rest it's the rescue, it's so what it's she always good. does it was so fun um so I just think it's so cool that you used to live in Chicago. But what's f- funny is, like, a lot of people, when they say, like, I live in Chicago, you think, oh, you live in, like, downtown Chicago. That's, like, not it at all. Like, you've lived in a suburb outside of Chicago. Yes. That's really where everyone lives. Like, yes. no one really, like, lives in downtown. Everyone just, like, works there, like, stays there. Like, no yeah. one's really, like live in there unless you yeah. live in like a penthouse or something like that right and a lot of so it 
it depends on who I'm talking to. If I know someone's from the Chicagoland area, I'm not going to say I'm from Chicago. Right. I'm going to say what suburb I'm from. Right. But if I'm in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee or <laughs> North Alabama, they're not going to know my suburb. So it's just a lot easier to say Chicago. And it's cooler to say Chicago. Exactly. A big city girl. Yeah. Totally. City just girl. kidding. From city the suburbs. Girl. Suburb girl. <laughs> Stuck in the suburbs. Did you ever watch that movie? Oh my gosh. Yes. Did that Obsessed. movie... I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I watched it like a few months ago. Okay, had COVID, yeah, that's good. And it healed something in me. Yes, it as was, it should. It was so good. Okay, so that's Kelly. She's a queen. If you know who Kelly is, you know she's a queen. She's our meteorology queen. She's taught me so much about like the weather and forecasting weather. Like I did not know that. Like when. <laughs> We're, we're gonna start. You got, I already know problems. what you're gonna say. I, but like you when when you're reading a forecast, like even just like on your weather app or whatever, it has like the fifty percent or like twenty percent. It does not mean it's a twenty percent chance of rain. It means rain is gonna cover twenty percent of that area. Correct. That is beautiful. One hundred percent. A plus. I'm a meteorologist now. Yes. That's really what I'm doing this episode for. I just want everyone to know I'm a meteorologist. <laughs> And uh, yeah, perfect. So that's Kelly. She's just, she's a teacher. We love her so much. Okay. Enough about us. Enough about us. We're going to ask these, we're not, we're going to ask them, but we're going to read these questions. So I'm just going to read them in order. that They appear on my screen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, my, if you think your heart's I lo- beating. I love this question. Let's go. Okay. So it says, if you could go back, if you could go back, what would you tell your high school self? Uh oh. I'd tell her to sit down, we're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> I got a lot to tell you, girlfriend. Oh my god, I'm gonna snort. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh no. I would tell her so many, th- oh, I'd tell her so many things. I'd say, just stop. Stop what you're doing. Um, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I'd tell her, I'd tell her, you aren't as smart as you think you are. Um, you should start going to therapy now. <laughs> <laughs> I love this question. Thank you whoever asked this question because I'm telling you, that just brought so much joy to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, for real, like, there, like, there's things I want to say, but it like it would divulge too much information, so I'm just gonna like hold off on that. But I, yeah, I'd say you need to start going to therapy now. You're not as smart as you think you are, um, and you need to be nicer to your mom. Ooh, that's, you know that's on my list. Yeah, I would I would tell myself to not only her but just everybody in my life. I would tell her to be nicer to people, mm-hmm. and. I would also tell her to just, this sounds dumb, but just chill. Yeah. Like, you're between 14 and 18. You have your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. Everything that seems like it's so big is, in reality, so small. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to see that when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. But it truly is so small in the grand scheme of things I I think that's what I would tell myself is just like get 
like try to get perspective and realize the big things are actually just small and try not to worry about those. Yeah, for sure. I think, and I think so many people have like different high school experiences as well. Like I, I genuinely like in the moment of high school, like I loved high school, but looking back, like I was like, oh, there's a lot that happened there. But, you know, I think, yeah, like I, I didn't have any kind of perspective. I didn't have any kind of like future thinking. Um, so yeah, I think hindsight is always twenty twenty. but yeah, I love that answer. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What would you say to someone who is struggling to find contentment in the waiting in parentheses regarding to finding purpose and, a, and a future job after graduation? Okay, so it's kind of a long question. I'm going to repeat it. What would you say to someone who is struggling to find contentment in the waiting? So, like, in a job and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Hmm. Well, I have something. Go ahead, Queen. I would say that there's a lot of beauty in the waiting. And that sounds kind of cliche, but there really is because there's a lot of Although there's a lot of uncertainty, there's also a lot of excitement and possibility in the mm-hmm. ways that the Lord can use you Yeah. when you are finding your purpose and praying through that. And that's something if you're not doing, I would strongly encourage you to pray through that. If you don't know your purpose, just ask the Lord yeah. because he already has your life crafted out for you. You just have to be obedient and say yes to him and his will and his way, even though you may not realize what he's speaking to you or how he's speaking to you you just have to be open and vulnerable yeah in the waiting and that will make it so much easier because I went through a period of waiting and finding my purpose and finding I guess just my role and my job literally and figuratively in both uh I guess the secular world and through ministry since I'm married to someone who does full-time ministry and just praying through that and just asking the Lord. A lot of times I think we forget to ask him and that's what he's there for. So I would just say, obviously pray through it and just enjoy it. Enjoy the excitement. And I know it comes, it can come with anxiety too, but again, just pray through it. Yeah. I think too, like there is, like, when I think of, like, people who are in the waiting period of their life, um, a lot of times it is, like, with a job or with, like, marriage or with having kids, like, and there's just so much that I feel like if we just continue to wish our life away, like, I just remember, like, being, you know, I'm I'm young still, like, I'm 25, like, that's very young, I know that, but, like, when I was even younger and, like, me and Ty were, like, seriously dating and I knew like oh like um I want to marry this guy and it was almost like I I was now then starting to rush that and I was like oh like I can't wait till we're married and then it's like you get married and it's like okay I'm married now oh I can't wait to like like Mm -hmm. for me it was like oh I can't wait to like be full-time in ministry and then it's like okay I'm in it now like and if I wasn't careful, I would do, I would want all these things and do all these things without inviting the Lord into that. And then I would somewhat be discontent because I'm like, oh, because it's like this, this, um, oh, what's the phrase they use in uh, like the corporate world? Like you're like climbing the ladder, but what's the other one? Like a rat race. It's kind of what it is. Like 
if you're not careful, you're just going to spend all your time and energy just trying to get to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that, like, that's what the Lord wants for us. Like, because mm-hmm. like you said, like he, he speaks to us in the, in the waiting times and the waiting times is a perfect opportunity for us to really grow our trust yeah. in the Lord. And like I spoke on last week, like that foundation of like one, like people ask me like, you know, how do I trust God more or better? Well, it's in that it's in those periods. It's mm-hmm. not in when like you get what you want. It's right. like, okay, I'm not really seeing it. Like, you know, like me and Ty, like we want to have a child. And like, you know, we were trying to have a kid and it's like, we've been trying for a while. And I've can find myself getting really frustrated about that and being like, oh my gosh, like if people are going to, all my friends are going to start getting pregnant and it's like, it's happening. It's like, Lord, when is it my turn? But it's like, then it, then I have to remind myself, I'm like, I, that's not, like, it's okay. Like, I'm going to be okay. Like, if I truly believe, like, the Lord has me and he has my future children, like, he has my whole future, then I really don't have anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. It's just resting in that, resting in, you know, what I know I'm called to do now. What I'm Like, what am I supposed to do today? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to do that. And then when I'm supposed to do something else, the Lord will reveal that. It's hard. It's way easier said than done, but... I mean, I think both of us have gone through, like, different things where we've had to wait on the Lord to provide. I mean, even with your job. Yeah. Like, obviously, we won't go too much into that, but, like, you were just unhappy in your old job because you had to drive, like, a lot every day, and you hate driving. And I just remember, like, and obviously you can speak for yourself, but, like, I remember when God, like, provided for you, Matt, this, like, new job for you in Lawrenceburg where you live. And it's just such a better environment for you. And you're getting to actually, like, do meteorology again, like, in the way that you love and all that. So, like, you can talk about that, too. Like, I I know that was, like, a period of waiting for yeah. y'all. Yeah, and I've gone through a couple different periods of waiting because if you know anything about me and Matt and our relationship, yeah. we had been long distance up until pretty much we were married. And by long distance, I mean... It was either two and a half hours or five and a half hours of a drive. And so neither of those were easy by any means, but obviously it was so worth it in the end. Um, Looking back, we always tell ourselves we were crazy, but (laughs) I guess that's just, you know, what you do when you're in love. Yeah. Um, But anyways, so at my first job out of college, I was quite literally in the middle of nowhere in eastern Kentucky doing weather. So... As far as my job and my duties, I was happy, but I was so secluded from any sort of family that I had because all of my family were states away. And so it was just very lonely, very secluding, and I just really had to rely on the Lord. And lo and behold, the Lord provided, and I was able to get a new job in Huntsville, so I was able to get to this geographical area that we are now, but in turn, yes, my job in Huntsville that um, was my last job was a blessing, and I believe truly was what God had for me at the time. He was, I could tell he was pulling me in another direction, and it just seemed like I had to wait so long because I was quite miserable, mm-hmm. and just the job duties, the distance, all kinds of factors just made it very tough to see the Lord working through that. But I know in the long run without 
having that job, I don't even know where our marriage would stand because yeah. it that job ultimately allowed us to be together at least geographically because, yeah. I mean, a marriage can work long distance, but that's not exactly how it was designed. Right. So, right. Um, so ultimately, there's... And when you go through these periods of waiting, you look back and you can tell how the Lord had his hand in every single instance. Mm -hmm. And it's it's such a beautiful thing to look back on it. But until you're able to look back on it and get through that, it's very hard to honestly trust that it's his plan. But I think a lot of times that you just have to have that trust and he will provide. He always does. And then you'll be able to one day look back and see it in every single instance. And that is such a beautiful thing and it's such a such a God thing. I love it. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I love this question and I love that like people are asking that because it is a, it is a for real struggle. Like, and by no means to everyone diminish like the pain of, of waiting for certain things. But at the same time, like, you just can't stay there, like, and you're not going to stay there forever, like, you're not going to be in that waiting period forever, and there's obviously things we can do, like, to proactively, like, pursue what we think God is, is calling us to, but to still remain in that trustworthy, like, posture of our heart, really, like, God, I, I think this is what you're calling me to, but always being open to, like, Lord, whatever, whatever you're calling me to, like, I'm, I'm down, I'm down for it, so that's a, I loved your response to that. I'm going to move on to the next question. Um, I don't know why I spoke in an accent. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Who knows what, what other accents will come out? <laughs> I can do one too. It's fine. <laughs> like, I'm so, I'm so bad at them though too. Like, it's Same. so bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's fine. Okay. How can we as Christians pour into others, Christian or not, who may be struggling in any area of their life. And then there's a second part to this question. Um, also to those who are Christian and may be struggling with their faith. Is Chloe over there misbehaving? Chloe. She's all right. Why are you? Okay, just chill, girl. So how, how can we as Christians pour into others, whether they're Christians or not, who may be struggling in any area of their life, um, and also to those who are struggling with their faith? So that's kind of a long question. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot lot to unpack there. Um, you know, I think as Christians, at least for me, like I can only really speak from my experience, I think I've always struggled with carrying way too much of people's stuff and thinking like, oh, I have to... I have to help them with this. I have to help them fix this. I have to help them. Like, it's almost this, like, self-righteousness. And you think, like, oh, I can just, I can carry it. I can I can help them with it. I can whatever. But that's really us just trying to operate in our own strength. I think the main thing is it's not that difficult. Like, it's pretty simple. You just point them to Jesus, especially if they're a Christian. If they're not a Christian, then... Yeah, if there's advice you can give them, it's great. Like, you know, pouring into them. I think, you know, just being intentional with that person and, you know, spending time with them and not always having to bring up, you know, specifically if they're not a Christian, not always having to bring up 
your relationship with Jesus, but just living your life as, as that testimony to that person and being an honest person, a kind person, um, and just being real, like showing that you struggle too and that you have things you're going through too. I think that's, you know, the hardest thing to do because we always want to put on this front of like, I have to, you know, show this perfect walk with Jesus all the time or people are going to not love Jesus. And it's like, I don't think that's true. I think if, you know, if we're real and genuine with that person, then they will, you know, in turn, probably open up to the possibility of having a relationship with God. But um, as far as people struggling with their faith, I, I would just say, just being a consistent ear for someone to listen to. But again, like, it's not your responsibility to carry that for them. Um, that might be, that might be a controversial opinion, but I just, again, I've struggled with that to the extreme of I would just carry on everyone's like burdens and everyone's stuff. And then it would bog me down. And then it's like, wait, then I'd get in a bad place or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't even know if that made sense, but Kelly, what you got? Yeah, so I think that you touched on um, kind of reaching people and encouraging people who maybe don't know the Lord or don't consider themselves a Christian, and mm-hmm. I think what you said, consistency and just being there for them yeah, and just showing and displaying the love of Christ through your actions, your uh, care for that person and you don't even need to say the name of Jesus to show the love of Jesus. Yeah, that's good. And I think that um, because a lot of times if someone, there's this stigma with people who aren't Christian, who just do not want to hear scripture. They do not want to hear the name of Jesus, which is, yeah. it may, it's heartbreaking, but that's how it is. And yeah. you don't necessarily want to turn them away because you want the Lord to use you. But sometimes you just have to kind of take baby steps into yeah. breaking a shell to where maybe in this conversation, you're not going to speak the name of Jesus, but maybe three conversations from now, you will have the opportunity to. So it's all about yeah. planting that seed yeah. And then allowing the Lord to work through that and always just be in prayer for these people as well, yeah. whoever comes to you. And a lot of times, I don't know if this happens to you, but people will randomly <clears throat> pop into my mind. Just yes. like, and I think that the Lord does that intentionally to yes. pray for them. Yes, for sure. And um, they may not even approach you with any issue or anything, but um, I don't think that it even needs to reach that level sometimes I think that just like praying for people that you care about or that come across your mind um is just as effective yeah you don't always have to tell that person too that you're praying for them I mean like for it to work you know right and I think yeah it it's getting more and more difficult I feel like because Again, like, I don't feel like a ton of people are open to, and I talked about this last week, like, they're open to spiritual things, spirituality, mm-hmm. and the rocks, and the crystals, and the the tarot cards, yeah. or whatever, like, all, like, witchcraft is literally what it is. They're open to that right now, but the name of Jesus, they do not want anything, they don't want to hear about it, and that's what's hard, because that's... You know, for us, like, that's literally what saved us. 
like what Jesus did on the cross. Like that is what our whole life is based off of now. Used to not always be that way, but like now it is. Mm -hmm. And so it's like we have this hope and this peace and this like this confidence in that. And it's hard when you like can't share that with someone who is struggling. You're like, I've been where you are. And I like God brought me out of that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's so many nuances to that. But but yeah, I really love that question. And I hope I hope we answered it well for you. But I'm going to move on to the next question. Do you have any tips on how to actually study the Bible, take in his word and apply it to my life instead of just reading it, taking notes and it, I'm, I'm taking notes and it's not truly resonating with me. Okay. So, and in studying the Bible, I think there's different ways you can study the Bible and Kelly, feel free to like chime in. Um, I'm not, like, an expert at this because I think it it's different. Like, if I'm just reading to apply something, like, to my life or, like, I'm reading for, like, just, like, Holy Spirit, like, just speak something to me through God's word, like, whatever. If I'm not just, like, seeking something specific, then it's – I don't necessarily consider that studying the word. So the what I consider studying the word is, like, studying, like – um, Greek and Hebrew words like the original meaning of stuff and how many times it was said in the Bible and like what the real translation or not real but original translation is of that verse and like what it's saying um, the most practical tips I can give you is there's a resource called eSword that uh, it does cost money but it's like like $4 I think $1 whatever it's worth it um, and you can go on there and it has commentaries, it has, um, all kinds of stuff, but it also has like the, um, strong numbers, strongs numbers, something like that, where you can literally click a word, like, cause I do it on my phone. You can click a word and it shows you the original. So depending on if it's New Testament, Old Testament, it shows you the original Greek or Hebrew Hebrew word for that and then it shows you what that means different meanings of it where else it's found in the bible like it's really cool it really does kind of unlock a whole new world when studying the bible um so yeah that's on studying the word taking in his word and applying it to your life i truly think like when you read the bible every day and you and you develop that discipline it will start to like resonate more with you. If you're only being spiritually fed on a Sunday morning, you're going to be starving. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's probably, that might be maybe why you feel this way. Like things aren't resonating with you. I think, you know, you just sitting there and taking notes down, like, okay, are you going back and reading those notes and studying that more? Cause I don't, I don't do this a lot. I'm not the best at it. Like I don't, go back and listen to like messages and like study it more. I should cuz I'd probably get so much more out of it. So I would I mean I'd say those two things. What about you, Kelly? You have anything? Yeah, add? I think um and I think that like studying all of those original and like root words mm-hmm. is super helpful to just know the overall context of what you're reading. Yeah. But I do also want to say if this person is talking about just like 
your general kind of day-to-day reading. Um, I think devotionals are a really good resource too because sometimes you get a little bit more context mm-hmm. and understanding of concepts yes and what the lord is trying to speak to you because i i truthfully have a very hard time with comprehension i can read something and i would not be able to tell you one thing about what i read so i have yeah. to i have to stay on something for a while read something several times and so it, it takes me a long time to read when I am reading the Bible because it just it it's a lot for me yeah um but I know it's always uh, beneficial um obviously but um and another thing that I want to encourage you um is to find it doesn't necessarily have to be a mentor but maybe just someone to keep you accountable and just to discuss your studies yeah maybe find just like a it sounds cliche, but like a little study buddy and yeah. you guys go through a book, a chapter together, and then you yeah. share what the Lord's revealing. Like a Bible you. study group. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. That's why people, that's why like exactly. people have those. Yeah. Because a lot of times me and Matt will be studying and I'll be like so nervous to just share my thoughts because I'm just like I don't have any thoughts like I don't know what I just read and then what he says helps me understand and gives me so much more context he's so wise in that way and it really helps me so I think just having another person can really be beneficial for sure I love that I love that answer okay next question um do you have any advice on how to not let insecurities get in the way of a relationship (laughs) our question no Um, can I say no I don't (laughs) you can say no I'm just kidding um any advice on how not to let insecurities get in the way of a relationship so here's the deal um Chloe girl could you not could you just go into town and she's she's just just having a good time a literal tongue back Chloe it's okay quit that's enough okay sorry guys y'all y'all just y'all know the drill at this point um Honestly, like, overall, I would not describe myself as an insecure person. I don't, I don't love being around very insecure people. That the thought behind it, and there, I can, I'm probably going to have to unpack a lot of this in therapy, to be honest, but like, growing up the way I did, always in front of people, always performing for people, like, I really had to just diminish a lot of insecurities in my head um probably in a really unhealthy way probably at a very unhealthy pace but I I just had to to survive (laughs) like in what I was doing so it's sometimes hard for me to understand insecurity in relationships I think uh, I definitely have insecurities like about myself but um I the advice I'd give maybe from someone who's been in relationships with people who are insecure is that it is not up to that person to um, get rid of your insecurities. You can't find, you can't put that weight, that responsibility, that whatever word you want to put there, like you can't put that on that other person to fill that void because newsflash, you're going to be disappointed. They're going to, they're going to somehow mess up and then there's that insecurity again. Like there's so many 
um, girls that I know and guys that I know, like guys do it too. Like, can we stop like pretending that only girls are insecure? Because I know more insecure guys than I do girls right now in my life. Just saying. Um, but like there's, you know, a lot of girls that I know that they, they'd be insecure about their body. They'd be insecure about, um, their personality, like just things about themselves. And they would find a guy that just said the right thing to them or made them feel just seen in general and then they would cross lines with that person they would you know end up sleeping with that person and having all these connections now with that person and then that guy ends up breaking their heart and here they are like even more shattered and broken than they were before because it's like they put all of their value in that other person versus putting it either just in themselves or in Jesus you know and I think that that's that's always a, a huge mistake that a lot of people make, and I probably made it too without even realizing it. But, but yeah, I would I would say don't don't put that responsibility on another person mm-hmm. because they're just going to disappoint you. Right. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And like expectations in a relationship, you don't. The last thing you want to do is to get in a relationship for someone to fix you oh, or to fix somebody. Yes. And that is nobody's responsibility, one, because you should be looking to the Lord for that because he can satisfy you in every aspect of your life. Yeah. And if if you're looking to someone else to get that satisfaction, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And like Morgan said, you will always find yourself disappointed. Yeah. Because nobody's perfect except for God. Yeah. And so if you're putting your hope into someone to fix your insecurities, you may end up more insecure. And honestly, like, that person's probably going to walk away from you. Like, if you do it to such an extreme, like, that person's probably not going to stay in your life. You know, I'm thinking of, like, a romantic relationship. That's kind of the way I was thinking it was being asked, but even in friendships too, but, you know, specifically in a romantic relationship, like that, like insecurity is not an attractive quality in somebody. It's not. And so there comes a point where if it's at such an unhealthy rate that you're only operating out of insecurity, then that person's probably not going to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, I, again, I don't, I don't really consider myself an insecure person when it comes to relationships. I feel insecure in other things about my life, but not really about, like, my, like, relationships I have. But I would just say stop, you know, if you are putting that pressure on someone else, like, stop. And if you're on the receiving end of, like, you have someone in your life that is, like, incredibly insecure, like, have a conversation with them, talk to them, and if they don't, if it doesn't change, then move on. Like, you just can't, like, I don't know. You just yeah. can't have people in your life doing that to you because that's, that, that person will never learn. They'll never understand, like, hey, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I can't keep putting my value um, of myself into, like, other people or, like, look into this person to make me feel secure in this area. Right. Because it's just, it's just not the way I thought like God designed it. And, 
And again, like, I'm not saying that you should never have insecurities because you're going to have, I have insecurities, like I said, like everyone has them, but it's what you do with those insecurities that matters. And if you're just taking it to other people and looking for their validation for you, you're, I mean, you're just not, like, it'll feel good for a little while. Like, it'll, it'll fill that void for a little bit and then it'll slowly start to go away and then you'll have to go back for more Mm -hmm. and then go back for more and go back for more. And I just... I firmly believe that, like, Jesus is the only one, like, who will truly satisfy you. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you don't have to keep going back for more. Right. So, that's that's a great question, though. Okay, we have two more questions left. Hello, Chloe. Can you behave for, like, two more questions? She's got something to say. You got something to say? Anyway. (laughs) Here we go. Um, what are your favorite self-care go-tos? Um, so... <laughs> I feel like you take good care of yourself, Kelly. It's funny because I was just going to say the opposite. I really? mean, like, so, I mean, like, there are some things that I do, but, like, actually, me and Matt were just talking about this recently. It was like, I don't really, uh, I kind of struggle with this just oh. because I... Don't allow myself to rest. Uh-huh. I don't allow myself. I don't give myself grace. So, like, there are things like I have a skincare routine. If this is what this person's talking about, like I have a skincare routine. Yeah, yeah. I have like routines, and I have like hobbies, and I have things that like take my mind off things. But at the same time, like I also struggle with giving myself grace. I struggle with being hard on myself, and so in some ways, I'm. I guess, like, you could say I have some good qualities of self-care, but I also am very self-destructive, too. So, um, I'm going to toss this one over to you. <laughs> Love it. So, you know, I said um, in the beginning of this season, like, I was going to take better care of myself this year. And I've been off to a really good start. So, I, I um, some of my favorite things to do is, like, I go get my nails done, like, every two weeks. Which sounds like, okay, Morgan, geez, that's really bougie. Yeah, it is. And, like, you know, it's not cheap. But you know what else isn't cheap? Other things, too. Like, other ways of coping with stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, you just kind of kind of pick your pick your poison there. But um, it makes me feel put together. It really does. Like, I can't sit there on my phone for, like, an hour and a half. So, like, if people need me, too bad. Like, mm-hmm. if someone... Like, it, it really forces me to sit there and have a conversation, like, with my nail tech. Like, and we sit there and we talk. And I just, like, I love that. I, I've really enjoyed that. And then, you know, obviously I go to therapy. I think that is, like, self-care. Um, not that everyone needs it. I think everyone does. But, you know, not that everyone can afford that or has access to that. And I totally understand that. Um, but even back to the nail thing, like, you can buy like at home kits and stuff if that's something like you just you're like I can't afford to go get them done all the time but like just even like once a month getting your nails done or going and getting a massage like because I have I got like a couple gift cards for my birthday to get a massage like so I'm not even having to pay for it myself but because people know like oh Morgan likes to go get those massages or whatever so getting a massage done um I went for a walk today like a longer walk and 
because I haven't been walking like as much as I want to because again this Alabama weather has mm -hmm. just been like it's freezing one day it's hot the next day it's raining the next day it's snowing the next day and you're just yep. like cool 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 I don't know what's going on <laughs> um so you know stuff like that um eating healthy I you know like but also I think too it's not really a hot take but like like today I was like I'm really craving like a little ice cream cone from Chick-fil-a and I went and got it. And I think in a way, like, that is a form of self-care, too. Because not that I'm saying, like, food should be something that you use to cope with. Cause, or lack of food being something you use to cope with. Because I don't think that's good either. But, like, just listening to your body. Listening mm -hmm. to yourself for a minute. And, like, taking time to intentionally take care of yourself. So, I got a haircut today, too. Like, getting my hair cut. Like, just doing stuff that's, like about me yeah and not feeling bad about it that's yeah. that was I think always my hardest thing is like I'm just gonna fill up all my time with other stuff mm -hmm. or and then I'm just gonna lay in bed for hours and just like watch tv and it's like it sounds good in theory but then you just feel disgusting it's after like, no it's yeah. not good because especially if you struggle with like mental health like it's that there can be days where I do that and it's like I needed that but I can't do that every day. Mm -hmm. I can't do that every weekend. Like, I've got, like, balance. Yeah. Balance is the key. But, yeah, um, it's not easy. I, I think, I think especially, like, being women, being women in ministry, like, and being in these su somewhat supportive roles, like, to our husbands, it's sometimes hard. Like, it almost feels very selfish, to take care of ourselves yeah. and to like take that time for ourselves because you just think like, Oh, there's other things I could be doing or oh, we don't need to spend the money on that. Like, but, and again, I'm not saying you need to go crazy and like obviously stick to your budget and stuff, but like at some point it's like you can give up like it's, it's okay. Things. It's yeah. okay to take care of yourself. It's okay. Like you should. Yeah. Because honestly, if you don't, you're going to have to pay for it in some way. Yeah down the road like whether that's medically or you know just like for me is like going to the dentist like I just didn't take care of myself very well and I was like oh my god this is expensive <laughs> insurance only covers so much nice yeah. <laughs> um or if you're like me and like no one takes your insurance it's so great anyway it's all other topic anyway but, <laughs> but yeah um yeah I, I guess that's my answer to that question Sounds good to me. I learned something. Yeah. Great. Take care of yourself, Kelly. Okay. Just, just Noted. Go get like a facial or something. Like there's so many places you can go. Yeah. There's that like cute little place in Lawrenceburg. Yeah, there's a couple places. Yeah. I'll you mosey can... on over one day. Yeah. You literally work right beside one. It's true. Oh my gosh. I'll get there one day, guys. Don't hey, worry. We're all going to have to hold Kelly accountable to taking care of herself. Do it. Um, do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we get the last question, I should have to say this. So, Kelly will just, she's kind of been holding back a little bit tonight, but, like, sometimes she'll just say stuff, and it's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, and I will just cackle. And, like, me and Ty, like, we just love being around Matt and Kelly, but I just love being around Kelly so much because you just say things, and you don't even, you're not even trying to be funny. That's you, the, that's, that's the confusing part to me, because I'll, like, I'll just, like, say something, and, like, yeah. I genuinely don't know where it comes from, because my brain just malfunctions sometimes, and so I'll just say something, and then all of a sudden, everyone's laughing, and I'm just like, 
what did I say? Yeah, and it's the best because I love when you say that too. Like, what did I say? And I'm like, that's <laughs> what makes this so funny because you're not trying to be funny. And that's just, I love it. It's so great. It's so great. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> okay, so, okay. I like, this is a cool last question. Okay. And we'll have to modify it for you a little bit, but. Oh, well, here's why. It says, how did you, how did you know that Ty was the one you wanted to marry? So obviously I'll answer it. Yeah, I'll Ty. answer it a little differently. You can probably answer that now. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, you know. Um, I want you to answer yours about math though first, because I, I answered a lot of these questions first. Okay. What was the question? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was Ty in the question, so I tuned it out. I'm ready for my question. <laughs> How did you know that Matt was the one that you wanted to marry? So mine's um, pretty easy. <laughs> I I have a lot of issues, and he never left me. And that's, <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> no. No, but, like, I've given him so many reasons. I know not I promise I'm not a bad person. I just no. I've, I've been through it. Yeah. Um yeah. and he's just steady. And uh, he makes me a better person and I think that's another key if you find yourself improving and becoming a better person Ooh, with tell the person you're in a relationship with, that's a really good sign that that that's the person for you. If you find yourself kind of changing who you are and not to say that people don't grow and don't change for the better but if you find yourself like yeah just I don't know it for lack of better terms just becoming worse mm-hmm. or what do they want you to be yes not who you want to be yes yeah and so I think that that's how I knew pretty early on that he was the one for me that um he just was like all right what's what's the next thing <laughs> he's like we're, we're just gonna take it on and we're gonna yeah. grow and we're gonna just do this thing together and so that's something I never thought would be possible for me and then when I found it I was just like you better never go away <laughs> you better never go away <laughs> so stay here forever. Yeah. yes you're mine so, yeah yeah so I, I snatched him up and there we are here we are uh I don't even know almost like almost, almost eight years. Well, married, yeah, almost um, three years, and yeah, then we started time. dating in two two thousand sixteen. So, oh however, if anyone wants to do the math, I don't really want to right now. Um, seven years. Okay, yeah, seven years in right twenty twenty in the summer. Six, six plus seven is no seven. Twenty seventeen, twenty seven. We're doing this math right now. Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, twenty one. Seven years in June, right. everybody. Seven years. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's been great. It's been wonderful. Every day has been perfect, but overall, I could not be happier. Oh, yeah. I could not wish anything any you and differently. Matt are perfect for each other, to be honest. Like I just, it's so crazy. Like y'all, y'all really do just. And again, no one's perfect. And I think y'all don't ever try to pretend. That's what I love about you guys. Like y'all are actually like, genuine. Like if you're like kind of like being a little like snippy at each other, like you're gonna be snippy at each other. Yeah, I'm you're not, not very mean good to at... each other, but you're just like, hey, like, whatever. Like, you're you're genuine, and yeah. I love that. I really do. Um, 
Sometimes people don't like that. Uh, get over <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. And now, honestly, <laughs> the people that don't like it are probably the ones that aren't married and they don't understand. Like, sometimes it's just... Yeah. Not that I'm saying you should always, like, you know, we should always just air our dirty laundry and fight in public, but... Sometimes it's just no, like... No, we don't do that, I no, promise. No, you don't. <laughs> Me and Dot, I used to... Oh my gosh, we used to pick fats at all the time. Anyway, we don't have time for that. Um, how did I know Ty was the one that I wanted to marry? Um, I, honestly, somewhat similar answer to you, I guess. I think just... I had gone through such a terrible breakup in high school... Um, and I had just, I had a lot of baggage. Like I just, I had done a lot of stupid stuff and I had just hurt a lot of people. And I don't know. I just think not ever feeling that judgment from Ty because Ty knew me in high school. He knew everything like that I had done everything, like all the rumors about me, all, you know, whatever, like he knew all of it. And, but I think like the moment that I knew um, the moment I knew that I at least wanted to be with him, I wanted to date him and pursue a relationship with him was when he drove down from Knoxville to Nashville, which is like a three, three and a half hour drive just to take me on a date. Um, like one evening, like he drove like oh, wow. after work or so after school, he took me on a date. We had a fantastic day. And then like, he literally walked me to my door like I didn't kiss him. I didn't hug him. I, didn't, I mean, I might have fist bumped him for real. And I was like, some subconsciously testing him, I guess. Like, ah, uh, he's not going to stick around because he, he, he's wanting something else. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever I thought about him. And he literally drove back and, like, called me on the way and was like, I had such a great time with you. Like, just kept wanting to, like, date me. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, this guy, like, is a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um. And unfortunately, you just don't find that a lot, like, in guys. Especially, like, when you're, like, my age and, like, living in a big city, like, whatever. Um, But just, I think, too, just seeing the way, like, he navigated my struggles and, like, my family and um, just how he could just kind of fit right in. Um, Just the way, like, he gives grace. Like, he he just gives me so much grace all the time. And I think that that was the key for me. So... Yeah, that's great. I love to see your guys' relationship, and you guys are just doing amazing, and I think you guys are very genuine, too, like you said, and it's just, it's just something to admire, and yeah, you guys are, you guys are awesome. Y'all are, y'all are one of our favorite couple friends. Yeah, you guys We're, We're blessed with some great, with some great couples in our lives, and it's just lit. We love it. It's lit. So that is the last question. Okay, this is like fifty minutes. So okay. it's about the same as last week, which is good. pretty good. Um Kelly, I'm so just honored and like happy that you joined this week. This will not be the last time you're on at all. Good. I hope all of our li- <laughs> good. <laughs> I hope all of our <laughs> listeners really enjoyed this um episode. I didn't go on a tangent, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I think it's Kelly. I think Kelly mellows me out, honestly. But for real, thank you so much for being here. Um, it's such an honor. Thank you guys for submitting your questions. I mean, these were great questions. I feel like y'all's questions just getting better and better every week. And I'm just like, lit. That's awesome. 
Um, obviously, you know the drill. Go to Instagram, share this episode, uh, follow Give Me a Break podcast, um, like some posts, you know, comment, get that engagement up, do what you got to do. But for real, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys next week. Kelly, tell them bye. Bye, everybody. Love y'all. Peace out.